Podmore Get Better is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Tony! This, this week we've got uh, Luke Nelson here in the live studio audience. Uh, you'll be hearing Luke Nelson's trackball spins and hits uh, over the course of the podcast. We also have Andy Fox here who's uh, called it a day. Yeah. He got in his uh, 15 games. It's, uh, it's almost 2 o'clock. It's, it's getting late, o'clock. late in the day. He's got five hours till the Vikes play. <laughs> and uh, he's preparing. He said he's yeah, he's going to sweat his uh, Patrick Cantlay. He's, pa- Patrick Cantlay is only down six, but he needs to win. So uh, we're rooting for Pat. Speaking of wins, we got a uh, fancy football season coming up. I know Andy Fox is over here doing some uh, fancy football research. I have failed to do any yet, which probably dictates why I never make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big researcher. I tend to uh, start looking at things about two hours before, uh, before my first draft and then two hours before my second draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, injuries. Why would I look? Some guy I really like is just going to get injured, so why would I get my Cedric up? Benson, for example. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, out. Uh, crash. Indefinitely. Yeah, out indefinitely. Unfortunately. Rest in peace, Ed. So, Tony, you're back from vacation. I am. I'm back from vacation. I was literally not within 100 miles of a Golden Tea machine. Or cell that phone you service. Can, you, yeah, you, <laughs> there, is, there are places in the United States, apparently, that are more than 100 miles from a Golden Tea machine, uh, and I go to one every year. That's wonderful. Good, good, yeah. I do some canoeing, some kayaking, some swimming, no golden teeing. Triathlon, and then I, you said. I, yeah, well, uh, camp triathlon. And then I come back here and uh, about two beers, and I'm already buzzed up because we, uh, you know, it's been a whole week. Yeah, speaking, so speaking of, of uh, I'll go first because I'm just sticking uh, with the Blue Mountains here. Uh, what do you got? That I, thing's a beast. Yeah, this is like a, I don't know, a 50 ounce or something like this that. This thing is huge. It's, it's like, damn near a growler. It's like a, like a Foster's oil can here. And uh, something called uh, Just Plain Wrong Brewing. I don't know. I've never had it. Uh, and the beer is called River of Expletives. That uh, displays, uh, that uh, describes my Golden Sea game recently. <laughs> so uh, 7%er, not quite a face yeah, peeler. Yeah, it's right on the edge of peeling faces. <laughs> <laughs> and it was brewed on July 21st, so it's a young guy. Ooh. Uh, and it's a Northeast style IPA. So uh, let's see if I can even open this thing. Hold on. Oh gosh, it splashed everywhere. A little foamy. It's a messy Looks a little one. thick. Mm, I mean, it's all over my hands. Uh, all right. Oh, Fox, what are you drinking? Hold on, I got. That was so messy. I got to get a paper towel. Fox, you talk for a little bit. Fox, you got you got Blue Mountains in there Speak too. Up, Fox. Coors Light aluminum bottles. Yeah, I'm aluminum cans. Oh. We're all about uh, going green, recyclables. All right, so, well, uh, first sip was a good one. I liked it. I also licked it off my hands. It was quite good. <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff going on. We've taken a couple weeks off from the podcast, yep. family obligations, work obligations, stuff like that. Um, classic course of the week. We've continued with that trend. Last week was Pelican. This one of my week, least favorite courses ever. Sad I missed it. Ag- agreed. So I was on vacation. I, I paid Don Pescioni to uh, <laughs> to schedule Pelican the week I wasn't going to be within 100 I'm, miles of a Golden Team machine. I'm Thanks, with Don. you on that. Uh, and then this week, released today, technically at midnight last night, so I snuck in five before the 4 a.m. cutoff, Ooh. and then already got my 10 in today. Um, so you're at like 15 ahead. Yeah. Sunnywood. Uh, I don't think they've used this course in the past. I, I don't think we've podcasted about it. So, you know, we're not going to do a full Sunnywood break. To Eric Strobridge and all. We got yeah. more live studio audience. Full on poker game going on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast in here. So yeah, we're just... about to talk about Classic Course of the Week. Eric, are you aware of what the Classic Course of the Week is? No. Sunnywood. Sweet. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So, 
Tony, we let's talk of, about the course. Yeah, we, we, we kind of talked about this. Sunnywood uh, has some interesting little holes, definitely some swing holes as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're playing a couple clubs that I'm not playing, Tony. Well, and Andy Fox is playing a club that I'm not playing, and I think I'm about to start playing. And uh, so the main, cor- the main club that I think is very helpful is the Zero Hybrid. But the, cor- the club that uh, Andy Fox is talking about was the Spinny 2-Iron. Specifically because of hole 16, that par 3, that yeah. gigantic pain in the ass par 3 yeah. uh, with the tiny down 10 green. Uh, and so that's basically my old school um, sandhill bag. So I think I'm just going to use that baby. The old school sandhill bag and go to town. Interesting. So Sunnywood, let's uh, let's do a quick uh, quick breakdown. Yeah. On that so we'll, we're not going to go. We'll go hole by hole, but we'll uh, it'll be a quick rip through. Yeah. So Sunnywood hole one, uh, flat green. So you get it up there close and maybe uh, make a long chush, yeah. longish chush. So you you're probably the, looking at about sixty to eighty yards on your chush. You are the chush king on hole one of Sunny. Yep. Give it the old side finger. Uh, hole two, par three, the rare. Hole two, par three. Uh, one of the easiest par threes ever. Uh, nothing much to it. No. We'll move on. Uh, hole three is our first opportunity for that zero hybrid to be of use. Uh, you can also do a low T driver, but uh, I think that zero hybrid, especially with the shorter setups, is a pretty good one. Uh, you're just kind of bending, bending around the trees. Uh, hole four. Hold on. Let me turn my. Uh, let me change my aspect ratio here. Well, there we go. Now we can see hole four. Hole four. Uh, first par five. Kicking it off. There's a. Uh, this is a hole where you want to hit driver off the tee typically, or potentially a three wood. But you're not looking to crank it. You're looking to leave yourself probably 280 to 310 in, depending on the wind, and have a slight driver cut around the trees usually. Is what yeah, I'm looking at. you're always going to be cutting the ball a little bit left to right. And, uh, yeah, usually usually I'm trying to leave myself around uh, 290, 300 around there, like you said. Not really a zero bird. I, I think I have hit a zero bird there, but not really the, necessarily the club for it. Hole five is another par three, a little bit uh, elevated green. Not much to this one, so we won't spend much time on it. Uh, hole six, uh, par five. Uh, most of the time, I'm just hitting my 290 driver with a big uh, A1 kind of around the corner to leave myself, um, I don't know, 200-yard shot or so. Yeah, that 290 snaps a lot better, turns a lot harder. Uh, if you happen to hang out like a three-wood or a four-wood, there is a bunker on the left over the water that you can get hung up in. Uh, I think 290 is the right play coming off the tee. And even if you overcut that 290 and happen to clip those trees, I actually have stayed dry there as well. It'll clip the trees and take some distance off, but you'll still kind of hit that peninsula there. Uh, hole seven, which is uh, probably the first, I'd say, difficult hole. The hole three can be the, mm-hmm. can be a little tricky at times, but uh, I'm, I find myself doing a lot of low tee five woods and three woods on this hole. I'm You're with kinda, you on it's that. A, it's a 200, it's a... 260 to 300 yard par four. Uh, got some trees in the way that usually I'm going under, hence the low tee. Uh, the zero hybrid could be of use on this one too, although I can't say I've really played much of it. And I've played 10 so far. So. All right, hole eight. Up next, uh, par four here. You can get a front box and go across the water, leaving yourself kind of a mid-range approach. Or if you're in the back box, a lot of times you're trying to get to the right side of the fairway, uh, not bring the water into the play, but then you're leaving yourself probably 280 to 310 in, looking yeah. at long wood. For me, is I'm not trying to be a hero at all. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, if, I, if I'm not positive I can get across the water, I'm just kind of laying up short. If I know I'm getting across the water, I'll go across, but uh, no reason to be a hero, because... Uh, Really, what's the difference between a three hybrid and a and a three wood? I don't know. Coming not, in, not much. 
Uh, hole nine is the, our, I'd say our first chance at altering par on this course. Uh, so you can, uh, with the front box, it can play anywhere. It can play all the way down to like 325 yards. Uh, and from the back box, it can play up all the way up to Lord knows what, 500 yards maybe. Uh, but yeah, from the front box, you take a, take a run at it and try to get there in one. Uh, most of the time, probably, I don't know, 75% of the time at least, you're looking at a layup in the fairway. I personally lay up pretty far back so that I have a like a six wood or a five wood in rather than trying to get it up there where I've got a kind of a tweener with a five hybrid, which is going to be playing way uphill from down there. So I, I, I usually lay way back on this if I'm going to lay up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look at the initial yardage to the pin. If it comes up at 400 yards, I'm going to try to throw something out there like a six iron, leaving myself exactly 250 right around there. Coming into hole 10, par three, uh, this is kind of a dicey par three coming in early. Kind of a smaller green. Is there a couple different greens on this one? Yeah, I believe there is. I think uh, there's a short one, but on the longer one, you have a left-angled green, and depending on the wind, you might often be playing a cut shot coming into this. There's also another green that's typically a five wood or three wood, flatter green. Uh, water is short, but water typically doesn't come into play. Uh, like this hole a lot though. Good, uh, good yep, part three. Good part three. Uh, hole 11. Uh, so I'd say for the first five or so that I played today, this is a, this is a par four drivable all the time, pretty much, into like a down seven green, like over a bunker like with a big drop after the bunker into a down seven. Um, for the first five or so, maybe five or six games, it was pretty easy. Uh, it was a, a three wood or a four wood or a five wood uh, backspin. I, oh, I'm, oh, we should say I'm, play, I'm playing, um, uh, I'm not playing streaks. I'm, what it was, jeez. Graboids? Grab, no, uh, no, bra, not barrage. <laughs> Jesus. Damn, you have been on vacation. It, I've been on vacation for like a week and a half. This, this thing this thing is a brain peeler, not a face peeler. Right. <laughs> Don't play streaks. <laughs> so this this is coming in downhill. It can set up where... Uh, you're bab just, 4, it's Bab 4. <laughs> build a bag 4. Yeah. Um, build a ball 4. Where you're just using a 5-wood, 4-wood, 3-wood going right over it, not yep. a problem. Other times, you might have to use a high tee, and unfortunately, sometimes you might have to bounce up a 310, uh, landing it short of the trap and bouncing over and going down. Uh, it can set up pretty difficult, and it can also set up really easy. I think the majority of the time, probably to your point, about 75% of the time, pretty straightforward part four. Yeah, it was just the last three or four setups in the 10 that I played today were, were a little bit more difficult than others. So coming in, hole 12, Tony, uh, give us your take on this. I know you played the Obert a couple times on here. We've got some tee box variants. Uh, it's always going to be a par four. I'd like to think it's almost always drivable if you can play the right shot. But it's, but it's tough coming yeah. in this early on the back nine. Yeah, I think that I, – I think I agree it is always going to be drivable. There are certain setups that are obviously way more difficult than others. Uh, from the front box – that is that this is that's where my zero hybrid comes into play and so from the very front of the box there's really not any other shot other than a low t zero hybrid i've been doing it with release just to keep it a little bit lower uh and and bouncing it up once in a while getting on the green but usually being right, right around the green for a you know sure, easy-ish sure. chip uh otherwise from the further back and right of the box uh usually i you got a few different shots I've, i did play a big c3 five wood that worked uh, but usually from, from back there, you're looking at like a, 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 some sort of C2 driver of, you know, maybe depending on the wind, it might have to be the 10 and a half degree driver or the, um, or the, I play nine and a half degree driver on this course. So 
Yeah, hole 12. Go on to Golden Tee Fan. You can see all these holes on goldenteefan.com. Sunnywood, that was hole 12. We're going to flip over to hole 13. Uh, this is a little bit of a bastard par 5 here. Uh, goofy one where you're going to go over the water, and if you can get your drive far enough on the right-hand side, you're going to have a 5 five hybrid under the trees, typically. Yeah, um, so, and, and it seems like Every time I go more than about six months without playing this course, I forget about that shot. Uh, I, I try to lay back in the fairway or go to the little island way to the left, or the kind of island. But really, the shot is definitely to play it as far right as possible in the fairway or into the first cut, and then leave yourself with a five hybrid under the trees, or a three hybrid, depending on the distance that you've got. Um, and unless you smash that five hybrid, it is going to stay under the trees. So I think that's the shot there. Usually, I think I was... I would think I was probably ten for ten on this hole in terms of eagle. And once you, once you play that shot, you know it's really not that. It's, <laughs> You're so it's, good. It's, no, no it's just really not that difficult of a I shot. Know. Was my I, point. I suck. I suck. <laughs> oh, hey, Andy, what were you? You probably eagled it every time too, Mister Slow Clap. Know what you're talking about. <laughs> Part five. Where you go under the trees with a five hybrid. Hole thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah. Eagle every time, right? Assholes. Ten for ten. <laughs> no, never mind. He, he didn't get ten in today. <laughs> uh, he only got eight. Hole fourteen, Sunnywood, par four, non-drivable. Yep. Uh, two options here, depending on wind and tee box. You can either lay up short in the fairway, usually having a four wood, three wood coming into it. Otherwise, if you have a good tee box and or a good wind, you're going to be able to drive over the water. Typically leaving a five hybrid or an eight wood coming into this green. Yep. Uh, but the green, these greens, some of these greens are pretty small, Tony. We're, we're used to these, you know, most recent years having larger greens. Some of these greens, you, you got to throw darts in there. You can't just throw it on there and leave yourself a 60 foot putt. They're shaped differently where you can be stymied or kinslered, whatever you want to call it, where you're stuck behind the rough and the green, you're on the green and you can't, you can't put it at the hole. Yeah, I, this one in particular is like a. Or like a know, jellyfish it's kind of jellyfish so it's got little little tentacles sticking out and and the green is uh or the pin is a lot of times in those and so you, to your point you can get kinsered but also it makes the playing area around that very small and so you know this is a particularly difficult green not quite as a, a difficult as the green we'll talk about in a couple holes but uh probably the second most difficult green on this course all right hole 15 par 4 this has been included in a couple freaky fridays in the last couple months uh very long and deep tee box here. Yes. So I've you can seen basically you, double the distance of the hole, I think. Yeah, so I've seen you use a, a couple different clubs here, and one of them I'm considering putting in my bag for this this course is the 7 Hybrid. Yep, so I, uh, of the 10, I probably eagled it three times, maybe four times. Uh, I got it with an 8 iron from the very front of the box, and I got it with a 10.5 degree driver and a 3 wood. Uh, purposely clipping the trees and roll and bouncing up onto the green. So there's a lot of different ways you can play this. If you're going to play the ten and a half for your driver or the three wood, definitely have to clip the trees. There's no way you can take enough distance off. Whereas if you're going to play like an eight iron or a, a nine hybrid or a seven hybrid, you're going to turn maybe an extra one to the left and play a big cut because there's some trees up there. Make sure to look up when you're teeing off because there's some overhanging trees that you want to make sure you get around because they will uh, they'll they'll snatch that ball. So. 
Hole 16, here it is. The Andy Fox Super Deuce. Probably the, the hardest par 3 in Golden Sea <coughs> history. I know a lot of the new guys like to say Agave 16 is the hardest. <laughs> That's laughable. Baby shit. They haven't, they haven't seen Sunnywood 16 yet. Uh, this hole is a real pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. And so this is where... So today I was playing, you know, depending on the distance, of a, a bounce-up 5 hybrid, a bounce-up 3 hybrid, an 8-wood coming in. Uh, and this is actually another hole where you definitely don't want streaks. Um, and a, a, fi a floating five wood, a floating six wood, but but that spinny deuce that Fox threw out there, that's pretty intriguing. I think that sounds like a, a club that I'm going to be playing around with this week, uh, specifically because of this hole. Yeah, this uh, I think I think for me this has been the rounds I've played so far. This has been my make or break hole. Oh yeah. I, I, I seem to either get birdie and I'm thrilled with it, knowing I'm probably catching a stroke or two on some folks, or I'm bogeying, double bogeying. Uh, because the drops here in the pin placements can be incredibly dicey. I know one of your rounds, you didn't have a lob wedge, you didn't have a sand wedge. Your shortest club after a drop was a gap wedge, 70-yard yeah. club. You're about, what, eight yards from the pin, downhill. Yeah. Uh, Turn about three to the left, just bounce it up and let it trickle and hope it stays in the fringe. I mean, uh, ideally I'd have a, a lob wedge on this course, but there's too many other clubs that I like better. I'd rather have the spinny deuce than a lob wedge. I'd rather have the zero hybrid than a lob wedge. So I gotta give up. I've already given up the forward. I don't even have a forward. So you gotta give up something. And so I'm giving up the lob wedge and the forward in this case. Hole 17, par five here. And this is what, maybe five, 10, 15% drivable. Um, maybe 20% if you're looking at a short chip. A lot of, lot of low driver options, and you've also been hitting the low zero bird here. Yeah, I, right, kind I, of a C3 oof. variation. Yeah, I did once. Uh, the setup kind of dictated it. I'm, I'm trying to get a good view of the the, the look on Golden Tee Fan, but you got four different tee boxes here, and from the very closest and furthest right tee box, I did. I was within 15, 15 yards of the hole or so in the bunker with a, with a low zero hybrid. Uh, going under the trees and playing kind of a C2. So you're almost like a click and a half right of the right of the green. And then you play kind of a C2, maybe a little C2 and a half, not quite. Uh, and it bounced up and, you know, had left myself with a nice little chip that I, that I didn't make. But, um, but most of the time I'm going over the trees with a high T 290 driver. Uh, maybe like one click to the left of the green uh, and then a big A1. And... There, we used to end up going way around on this hole. I haven't mm -hmm. seen a setup so far where I've had where I felt like I've had to do that. I've I've been able to either do the zero bird shot that I described or the high T two ninety up and over. And then from there, you're usually leaving yourself eighty or so yards, eight, under eighty yards uh, from the dirt. And so if the dirt's interesting. It it uh, takes a lot of distance off, uh, but the ball still cuts really well, and it still spins really. Out of the dirt. Yes. So the dirt is dirt is an interesting surface, and so um, yeah, it, you gotta be a little careful. Uh, it will still cut quite a bit, but but your cut will take a ton of distance off. So it's a very finicky surface. All right, closing it out. Hole 18, drivable par four. Um, I suck at this hole. It, it seems like so often this this hole is just so straightforward. You got left sloping green, slightly uphill. Big slope. Nine. Big slope. Left nine. And I just always goof up my damn cuts, trying to do slight cuts into the wind, uh, with tailwinds, whatever it is. I'm uh, incredibly disappointed in my play at this. And to your point earlier about the greens, this green has some crannies in it. Yep. Where 
you can stick this green, but not give yourself a direct line putt at the hole. Yeah, and it seems like of the 10 times, I felt like I needed to cut the ball, you know, some sort of left to right cut to fight a wind or fight the green. Uh, three of the times, maybe four of the times. And all but one of those times, I came up short. It, it just, the cut seems to take so much distance off on this hole that it's, it's, it's scary to have to cut it. And, and you just got to make sure that you're going to give it a lot of extra, a lot of extra uh, oomph if you want to get it there. Uh, or just don't cut it and just allow the green to kind of take it down to the left and maybe leave yourself a long putt uh, and just kind of take that. Because uh, ultimately, this course is a very difficult course. It's, it's yeah. one of, not, I don't know that it's one of the most difficult, but there's a lot of holes where you can start dumping strokes really quick. And so it'll be interesting to see. I think it'll be a, there'll be, you know, one or two really good, uh, you know, looking at a 50-person contest this week, there'll be one or two really good scores each round then a couple decent scores, and then I think there's gonna be a pretty big fall off after that of like, oh, wow, a, a minus 20 got eighth place because there's just a lot of ability to drop strokes quickly on this course. Definitely, so I so know- no DNFs, yeah. no DNF policy. I, I know uh, this wasn't part oh of- Oh my that. God, the studio audience is growing. Oh. Mikey's in the house. Hey guys. Crispy Lanetta going right to the fridge. It's a gorgeous Minnesota day. I think uh, everyone's cracking drinks. Mikey, what do you got there? This is a uh, Castle Cream Ale. Castle Cream Ale. Castle Danger. It's uh, How do you like this? This guy? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm about two sips in. So far, I'd say delicious. <laughs> so we didn't do this as part of our podcast pre-research here, but par variance, I, I think we can go from about a 26 to a 29. Yeah, maybe even uh, – I might be convinced uh, Park could get up to 30 if you start, start talking about all the possible driving holes. And so, uh, yeah, we don't need to scroll back through, but I, I think there's probably f- at least three holes where par can really alter. So you're probably looking at a par, realistic par, anywhere from 26 to 30. Yeah, so long story short, to Tony's point, don't DNF. Keep playing out this round. Learn how to cut the ball into 16, 17, and 18. Uh, this is going to be a fun course to play all week, Tony. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I probably won't have a very good return on investment, I'm guessing. Could be. Uh, but, it, but, it, but it's a really fun course. I love Classic Course of the Week when this comes back, and we got a couple weeks left still here leading into the 2020 release. Uh, I know you called it out earlier. Beta. Beta, a couple weeks out. away. So we've got we've talked about the release. McHugh's Savage Minnesota. Yeah, Savage Minnesota. <laughs> uh, we'd love to do a pre-release preview. Podcast, yes. Podcast. Uh, but uh, so courses come out on the 24th. Of September, which usually and usually the beta is about three weeks before that, so we're looking at the very early part of September, which is only two weeks away. Um, and so this time of year, we start to get a decent amount of news. So we've already had the course preview, previews. Again, I was I was uh, not even within range of the internet for the last week, but I know that uh, the Mark Stenmark headphones was talked about this week. As, as it's going to be the new, rather than build a new whole new Mark Stenmark face number two. With maybe different facial hair, we get some headphones. Yeah, I, I think they did build a second character. I know they oh. scanned him in after Worlds. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like they're going to have a second Mark Stenmark. I don't know if it's going to replace the first one, so I don't know if you have two options for Stenmark or just one. Mark, 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 and Stenmark? So you got close. two options there? Mark, close. Mark? Okay. Something like that. Anyway. Very, very close. Headphones. So, so this year's version, this year's world champion, Mark Stenmark, his head, his head. When you play in real time rivals, what have you, 
he's gonna have his headphones on. And if you wanna wear headphones on your Golden Tee character, your Golden Tee avatar, whatever you wanna call it, sounds like it's gonna be part of an in-game purchase. So I know, uh, I know a decent amount of players wear headphones while playing in tournaments. Yes. Uh, now you can always have headphones on your player. So in, in honor of the headphones, you know, we thought... Other accessories. What are some yeah. other accessories that we might... You know, we're always trying to make IT more money. Yeah. So what are some other things that could be some in-game purchases having to do with some Golden Tee players that we're all familiar with? And so we, uh, we generated a few options here. Again, this is purely in the, with the idea of helping incredible technologies make money. Uh, so we're all familiar with Don Pescioni and his dog, Jojo. Right? Yep. So uh, another famous dog in the Golden Tee world is uh, Haas's dog. And so I think the, the Haas head would be a bulldog head. The bulldog. So we've got yeah. the Jojo, which is a, like a golden uh, lab or golden retriever. Now we could have a bulldog head. That's the Haas head. Like uh, you just mentioned JoJo. Yes, yeah, I see him on your list. No, no, no. That's for later. Though. Oh, that's for later. Yeah, that's for the put. That's for the putter segment. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. putter segment. Yeah, that's the putter segment. So uh, we've got the uh, some new footwear available. This I'm not sure whether we want to credit this to Fox or uh, Paul Taylor, uh, but Crocs. Crocs are now available for purchase. Might be a little expensive because of some trademark issues. Maybe they could call them some some Docs or some. Some tweak the name a little or bit. Or just the fox. Or just the fox. Fox Fox. Yeah. Yeah. That actually that's great alliteration. Piece of styrofoam around your feet. Uh, some new uh, some new hairstyles. We've got the man bun in honor of Lance Harris. Beautiful. Paul yep. Lady, I, some, I believe, as well was sporting the man bun. For yeah. A while. Yeah. That's another. Well, we already we already uh, attributed a putter to Paul last week. The they are fifteen. Uh, we've got uh, some new jewelry available. The crucifix in honor of David Duncan. Ooh, very, very religious. Ne- uh, never, never the one to cast the first stone. And yeah, and uh, so we also have start. We've been able to now buy full, like full outfits, full body suits, full outfits. And so we've got two options there. We've got, we've got the uh, now a stick figure. We used to be able to build a, a fat suit guy. Now we've got a stick figure. We'll call it the skinny suit, and we're going to call that the Jeff Sudiak. Oh yeah. You're golfing with now a stick figure instead instead of a fat ass, and also the Tesori. Paul Tesori. Which is a, a ma- an all-white Masters caddy outfit with uh, Simpson, W. Simpson on the back. I like that. It's not, it's not S. Simpson. It's Scott Simpson. Now, we've got to be clear. It's not Scott Simpson. It's Webb Simpson. On Weber. The back. Yep, Weber. So uh, those are our new outfits that we're suggesting for Incredible Technologies this year. And, and, and as always, any of you listeners, if you've got suggestions. Submissions are open? Submissions are Say open. It. Oh, there we go. Submissions are open. So uh, definitely taking submissions. To be used in, in future podcasts, and and some we got some submissions over the last couple of weeks for the putters, and we'll talk about those putters here in a little while. Yeah, I've got the mailbag right oh, here. Uh, I, I won't open them. it yet. I know I our listeners are going to hang on for those putters, so let's talk about some other stuff first. So, other big news: Michelob Ultra. It's been a couple years since Golden Tee has had sponsorships. Michelob Ultra for 16 straight weeks. Ten, I think. I think it was 16. You've been gone a long time, man. <laughs> I've already been gone eight weeks. Yeah, you, you've been killing brain cells. I think it's ten. Well, anyway, I thought a lot was, of a lot of consecutive weeks. Yes, each Thursday they're going to add a thousand dollars to the pot for money shot. Yep. And what this has done is brought the typical Thursday pot where you were getting about you know two hundred seventy-five to three hundred dollars, maybe a little over three hundred for first prize Double on it. money shot. Yeah, damn near doubling it. Last Thursday, I believe top prize was five hundred ninety-three bucks. Uh, so. 
the, the first two weeks before my vacation were mm -hmm. the first two weeks of the Michelob Ultra sponsorship. And there was not really any escalation in the price pool because, it, you know, we always say it's about a two-week delay, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they look at how many people played and then delay it two weeks and Back then ramp it up yep. from there. So my question to you is, was there an increase in the price pool for this last Thursday that I missed? I, I think we've only had two so far. We could probably pull it up and research it mid-podcast. Oh, yeah. I think we've only had two of the Michelob Ultra Thursdays. Um, they're not be. an official podcast sponsor, but I'm more than happy to plug them as long as they keep putting in the $1,000. No, no, no. Remember they gave it, they're giving us $1,000 an episode as well? Oh yeah, that's right. That's all this yep. new equipment here in the studio. I, I almost lost track of all of it. So I believe Money Shot is gonna be 16 weeks long if I read the news portion correctly. Oh gosh, I am really bad at live accessing my uh yeah, that's all right. I know, I know the first one was won by Chipper McGee, Luke Sponsneller. Uh, he's a big CTTP and money shot player. I just uh, assumed it was going to be uh, Jason Oshiavo since yeah. he wins everything associated with money shot. Yeah, and, and it, anytime it, there's a big prize. Yeah, something on the line. He, uh, he seems to go through it and knock it out. All right, so we've had three weeks. Three weeks. Yes. And so the first week was twelve seventy five plus a thousand, the Michelob Ultra a thousand. Second week was thirteen fifty plus a thousand, low bump up. And then this last week, a couple days ago, was thirteen seventy five plus a thousand, low bump up. So Incremental. I think we expected a little bit bigger bump up. I know that us here in the bunker, we played a little bit more than normal. Definitely. Uh, that first Michelob Ultra Thursday and the second one as well. I did obviously didn't play it all this last Thursday, but. Uh, I think I'm a little surprised it didn't bump up a little higher than that. Um, but, you know, it, it's slowly ramping up. And if it's whether it's 10 weeks or 16 weeks, um, I think that, uh, you know, it'll start to slowly ramp up over time. So one of the things that we've noticed and had slight conversations here at the bunker on, uh, slight conspiracy theories. So I love conspiracy the, theories. The last two, two and a half weeks, uh, this is Golden Tea related, not anyone's social wow. lives or anything like that. But the last two and a half, three weeks, all the money shot and daily contests seem to be rounded to basically $25 increments. Back in the day, you might have a uh, prize pool that was $1,028. And now everything seems to be lined up at $1,025 or $1,250. You know, even $25 increments, it seems like. So I don't know if they're uh, doing the rounding, in essence, to help kind of take more and potentially make a bigger world's prize pool would be my guess. Um, I just find that interesting how you used to have all these oddball numbers going on yeah, all yeah. year long, and in the, in the last couple weeks, everything is rounded to a T. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what the deal is there, but I know who to blame. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton? Yep. I'm sure it was her fault. Yeah. Everything seems to be her fault. So Her, her Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. Yeah, the, the definitely, uh, definitely Hillary Clinton's fault. Uh, until she, further notice, we'll assume that's the truth. Was she involved with the Cedric Benson death on his motorcycle? Wow, crash? you're just, just, just. Are you digging Cedric Benson's grave? No, today, just, Will. That, that's big breaking news. Yeah, it was. It was former Packers, so he can eat shit. I guess. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Uh, another thing that's going to start ramping up. So we talked about classic course of the week. Sunnywood released today. Money shot with Mick Ultra. Uh, I believe it's 16 weeks. You say 10. Uh, I think I'm finally right on something for once. Uh, but it looks like events mode. Back tomorrow, Tony. Yeah, a little preview. Uh, this is the, Through our own cracking of uh, GoldenTea.com or the GT Caddy. We, we hacked Kevin we, Lindsay's password yeah, while we, he's on vacation again. We know again. what the events mode will be starting tomorrow. 
uh, we've, we've got a, what seems to be, we don't have all the information. That's a heck of a smush there. We'll, we'll just smush this can. It was a beautiful, perfect circle. Uh, what, I think it's going to be back to the five course, uh, your best five scores. Week long. Week long, Not best 50, five scores, yeah. because we know that it's a $9,400 9, or so prize pool. Uh, over it says over a thousand dollars for first place, or a thousand dollars for first place, and it's going to be all par threes. So, uh, so this could this could damn near be like this past Freaky Friday. This past Freaky Friday was shortest holes in Golden Tee history. Some of them were par fours, though. Uh, I believe par was a twenty-seven. Is that correct, Luke? Twenty-seven. Yeah, Luke was chasing it pretty good. Uh, I just played six, shot a two better, was pretty gross. Um, basically, you needed to shoot a one or two better to get in, gosh, I believe, like the top 54 or something. So you had to be on your game for that. Uh, JoJo ended up shooting a nine better. That's pretty good. Yeah, 30, uh, 36 sad, under. Sad I missed it. Yeah, 36 under. Meow, Andy Haas, and Seth Stanifer, all three of those gentlemen shot seven betters. Disgusting. That, was, that uh, is incredible. And Luke, you shot a five better, correct? Yes. Good for 12th? Okay. I think there was a five better in twelve, but you, there were. Uh, yeah. How uh, how gross is that? You shoot a five better early in early in the day. You're thinking, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, Top get, five. Getting juicy. Nice twelfth. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty sick. So nice work there, gentlemen. Uh, it was definitely a fun one. The fulls were wide open. Like I said, I only played six early in the day, and couldn't. Couldn't really uh, couldn't muster any anything better than a two. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't trying to find any fulls. I play with the razoid, so my balls react a little different than everyone else's. I just played it straight up and six. I think fifth game had a one better. Realized about an hour later, I'm like, I need to do something else. Fired up one more game, just basically playing thumb shots and uh, had a two better. But yeah, it was a fun one. Uh, really fun one. Uh, little uh, mid podcast interruption here. Stro, you're not going to find the twins game. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to uh, do some uh, nefarious streaming here as soon as we're done with the podcast. Yeah, we'll, 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 be, right. we'll be bootlegging on my phone here quickly. Uh, um, yeah, ho- hopefully the feds don't get involved with that. Uh, I know there have been some fed crackdowns lately. Uh, our former, former sponsor, sponsor. No longer sponsor. No not longer to be st- named. Not to be named. Uh, <laughs> we cannot confirm nor deny if there were uh, federal charges brought up uh, yeah. with RICO. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think at this point we've probably already said too much. Tax yes. evasion. Um, yeah. Innocent until proven guilty, though. Yep. Yeah. Hey, it's America, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm the biggest piece of shit in Golden Tee history. No, not you. Not you. Andy Fox, you are not a big piece of shit. Don't worry. Um, other news. Summer Swing is back. Homeowners. Summer Swing. August 15th till September 15th. Uh, you got to play 30 rounds. Opening year live courses through 2011 live courses. Uh, go- incredible technologies, golden tea, whatever the hell you want to call them. Top three are getting free updates. And just in case you're not one of the top three, as long as you get your 30 rounds in, they're going to give away and raffle 10 updates for free. They're going to give away 10 $50 gift cards and the cherry on top, 25 Golden Tee t-shirts to random people who complete all 30 courses. Tony, you're a home edition owner. Are you going to chase this? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I was thinking about it as you were rattling off all the all the available swag. Yes. Uh, you know, and poking a little fun at the t-shirts, but you know, whatever. It's a mm-hmm. it's a freebie. Uh, I think that they're giving away more in this year's summer swing 
than they've ever given away in every contest combined. Three free updates to the top three. 10 raffle updates. That's 13 free updates. It, I don't think they've ever given away 13 total free updates. In these, in these updates for a homeowner, I and I'm being completely serious here. This is like an incredible yeah, amount no, of it's, free Yeah, no, it's very cool. I, I know they've talked about home edition unit sales have been going really well. Yep. If you're interested, I know we got a couple thousand listeners each week or each podcast we do, and Brian Roski and Adam Fitzgerald are the guys to go through. So go on Facebook, search Golden Tea Fan, and Brian Roski, Adam Fitzgerald, best but in the business. I'd say before you bother to do any research whatsoever, just randomly go on a Facebook page and say, hey, who's got a great deal on a, on a Golden Tea home mm-hmm. Because God forbid you just look on your own a little bit and get some answers <laughs> on your own. You just rely on the rest of us. But when we tell you to go to Brian Roski or Adam Fitzgerald, which we do every time, then just go to Brian Roski or Adam Fitzgerald. Yeah, I just... Uh, Will, I, will, will will drink to that. Yeah, I just had a nice smushoid on my uh, Coors Light, so I'm going to crack a new one for and, uh, the services of Brian Roski and Adam Fitzgerald. And I know that... Uh, at least right before I went on vacation, they were already. Oh, and oh, Stroby's getting in. Stroll, little Miller Lite crack in there. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got the 16 ounce Miller Lite pounders. Uh, they were they were already offering free 2020 updates. I'm sorry, 2020 updates. So if you bought if you buy a 2019 machine from Adam or Brian at this point, you are getting that free 2020 update when they are available, which will probably be right around the either very end of October or the very beginning of November. So you don't have to worry about buying something that's already obsolete. It's a new machine, and it, it will have the new software you when the new software. right into yep. next year. Yep. So Golden Tea is going to give away top three get a free update. Ten random raffle winners get a free update. That's so like all 30, 30, yep. So that's 13 updates. What it, What does an update typically cost? Is it like 480 380 yeah, something like that? Yeah, usually around 4 I always win mine, so I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Uh, <laughs> I think it's right around 450 450 to 500 so, in theory, this is an estimated prize pool just of the updates of over 5G's worth of updates. Yeah, super absolutely. cool. Uh, that's that's really cool. We got you who's probably going to go after it. Another Minnesota guy, Al Jazz, probably a top contender. Jared Decker. Yep. Greg Kinsler. Chad Hart. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of other homeowners. Uh, I, I'm not the in guy a, in Oklahoma. Uh, Corey Neely. Okay, I'm uh, I'm not big into the homeowner stuff. I uh, Corey, I, don't I met Corey. The, uh, uh, first time I met him was in uh, this last uh, at Worlds this year. So uh, Corey, I'm sure will go after. He's he'll play he'll play an insane amount of games. Uh, so I'm sure he'll be one of the top three. Yeah. So you got to play all thirty of the courses of the first. Yeah, the first six years worth of courses, and and you can play as many as you want. So you, yeah, uh, keep I'll banging. Play, you know, I'll play. You know, probably on average, probably three or four of each, kind of just to, and then see where I'm at. You know, and decide whether in the last few days it's worth chasing or not. Uh, whereas, you know, you could you can play a hundred of each if you want. Yeah. So go after that top three for a guaranteed update. Otherwise, at least get your thirty in. Go after the updates for the raffles, the gift cards, and so forth. So I know uh, somebody on the Golden Tee Homeowner Facebook page posted uh, they thought that the last time that there was a where they did a. Because in, in previous years when they've done a summer swing or an ultimate cycle, um, I guess la- last time they did that, they got about 170 people that completed all of the courses. So And so that, at that point, it was about 70 courses. So I think we could expect probably more than 170 people to complete all 30 Definitely. courses this year. So let's just say 300. 
And so whether you know they're still giving a what you still got about a one in thirty chance of just for just playing them for, of winning yeah, a free uh, just lucky five hundred dollar update. Yeah, so, might as well do it. Very cool. Another homeowner edition thing. Uh, looked like there was a little homeowner edition handicap bracket challenge that went on. Uh, it sounds like I think it went down to Aljaz and the Mouth, I believe. I can't recall. Uh, all I know is that Aljaz won it. Congrats, Aljaz. Uh, Aljaz has been playing Golden Tee for 48 years, and he finally won something. So, so congratulations, Aljaz. I assume that – what did he win? Uh, I think it was like 770 bucks. Uh, I assume that's in credits. Uh, Does that go to his credit account? And I, I, I'm money? not sure. I mean, there could be implications where this is part of the uh, RICO investigation going on. With oh, the we feds probably shouldn't say anymore. For, yeah, so we'll, we'll probably cut that off. I don't know if this was part of it. Uh, different tax implications. Uh, we could call it tax tax implications. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other things going on. Tony, next weekend, we got Evansville coming up. PEGT Tour, stop number four, Evansville, Indiana. Go on to PEGTTour.com. Steve Sobel, Russ Layton, Paige Gossett. Uh, stop number four, six through the year. Yeah. Start accumulating those year-end points so that when you're all there for uh, Austin, Texas, first event in Austin, Texas at the end of the year, you'll have enough to get into the uh, Top Gun or and or the Little Gun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if any Minnesota guys are going. I guess I haven't talked to Wes. Wes is probably someone that goes to a lot of tournaments here in Minnesota that I don't talk to quite as much. I don't think there's any – nobody in the room here is going to Evansville, right? No, I don't think so. All knows. Yeah, uh, no, uh, no direct flights from Minneapolis. Uh, kind of sucks balls, unfortunately. Uh, but PGT Tour always, always puts on a really good event. Uh, last I'd seen, I believe Steve Sobel posted an updated list. I think there were about uh, like mid '80s signed up yeah, for. Yeah, I was gonna say '80, right around. Yeah, 80. so not uh, not too bad for a first year uh, yeah. tour event, especially first, considering yeah. uh, summer's always tougher. Yeah. Especially you know we're right around the start of school. Labor Day, it's yeah, just tougher, just, uh, tougher time of year. And so yeah, if they can get '80, I think that's I think that's probably a win. I mean, it's not as big as other uh, other events, but uh, most events don't start as out as hundred. 100 person events. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, after that, we got Richmond, Virginia. FinalNIV.com. Correct. Uh, October 3rd through October 6th. Uh, that'll be the fifth stop on the PEGT Tour event this year. And to your point, the sixth one will be the first weekend December, moving from Houston, Texas to Austin, Texas. We have a uh, small little mini one that I think I'm probably about 95% going to go to. Uh, out at Dave Sandmeyer, Brian Roski, Adam Fitzgerald, Painter Jim, Martin Gomez, their stomping grounds at Chatty's Pit Stop. The uh, first Saturday after the courses get released on a Tuesday, uh, I believe they're calling it the first look tourney. So I believe that's like Saturday, September 28th, uh, middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. I'm either going to be sleeping on Dave Sandmeyer's couch or futon again. Well, he doesn't have an RV anymore, right? So you're not going to be sleeping no. in an RV. He's and he that. no longer has a Mustang. He does have a Jeep Wrangler. Well, more uh, room to sleep in the Jeep Wrangler, I suppose, than the Mustang. Yeah, if the to... Panda comes with me, maybe I can christen his Jeep Wrangler. Get a little uh, Stang nice. Mustang? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be nice if I could do some wrangling up in that thing. Uh, so Chatty's Pit Stop, uh, I believe it's September 28th, first Saturday. First look tournament, it is handicapped, unfortunately. Uh, so I probably won't do well, but always a blast hanging out with the Wisconsin guys. They put on a great show. Happy hour, it was $1 bush-like cans. When it is not happy hour, it is $1.50 bush-like cans. <laughs> uh, you'll spend more in gas getting 33% there. 33% off. Yeah. 
Uh, just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely fun. Uh, next up, should we finally crack open this mailbag here? Yeah, is this going to be our final uh, final thing of the week? I, think? I, I believe so. Yeah, let's, okay. let's get into so, this mailbag. Here we go. We've got some submissions. Uh, last uh, last podcast, you know, we talked about uh, some different options for putters, right? So yes, Incredible Technologies is releasing a series of putters, and we thought we'd come up with some ideas of our own. So as a reminder, we had the Sandmeyer. Yes. Where uh, misses, uh, uh, what was it, 25% of your putts. Uh, the Zerul, which is a pair of scissors, and inexplicably starts, inexplic- I had problems with that last yeah. week too. Uh, inexplicably starts missing cuts for no reason. Uh, the King, made out of travel vouchers. The Paul Leedy, uh, it's an AR-15. The Harlow, just a generally uh, enjoyable putter, made out of bagels. And the, uh, and the Weiss, which is a, uh, a thermometer that raised by 0.1 degrees Celsius yeah. uh, every round you play. So... With that as our baseline, we again got some submissions this week. Oh, there we go! And uh, lots of them. So first Ooh. one is um, that's an Asian theme. Yep. Yeah, and it is a pair of chopsticks, and we're calling it the JoJo. Oh, JoJo so pair chopping! Of, pair oh, there we go. Of, pair of chopsticks. Yes. Uh, chop chop. JoJo. So, uh, yeah. There we you go. That. You've got uh, next up. We've got. Uh, you, you're familiar with the my first putter and the now my second putter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of like kids, just you know, child's play baby shit. What yep, else do we uh, got? We've got a new one. Uh, your the new putter is the my first driver. Oh. And it's dedicated to Paul Luna. Oh. And unfortunately, the problem with this putter is that it maxes out at a far less distance than most putters. So most putters will go about 135 feet. The my first putter or my first Luna. Uh, only maxes out at 85 feet, unfortunately. Oh, goodness. Uh, much wow. shorter than most of the rest of us. Uh, so that'd be tough. But it will make most of its putts, just uh, not the long ones. Uh, next up, we've got... Um, hold on. Let me look through the emails here. Oh, the, um, we've got... Uh, it's vegetable theme. So uh, it is the season for corn here in Minnesota, yeah. sweet corn. So we've got a couple of uh, corn stalks kind of braided together to form a potter with, a, uh, with an ear of corn at the bottom. And uh, that one's uh, in honor of Mick Jeff, Mick Jeff, and it's called the Stock Stock. Oh, corn stock. Yeah. Stock so stock. We've got the Mick Jeff. He's a stock stock player. Stock I like stock. it. Uh, we've got the Dean L, which is just a gigantic disembodied thumb. Uh, the opposite of uh, my first driver or my first Luna, this, this putter will go up to uh, 180 feet. Yeah. Uh, much, much stronger than the rest of us. Dean L, monster thumber. Uh, we've got uh, two putters. Uh, it's, it's a completely normal-looking putter. We, we've got two putters that are ne- glued together. So it's like a, a double putter. We're calling this the skipper, and it's called the double wide. Oh, the double wide. nice. Yep, so it's two uh, kind of back-to-back. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, I'm not seeing any other not seeing any other emails. I think that's... Well, dig uh, into the other mailbag. Post office dropped off two of them. All right. Okay. What well, else do we got here? Oh, accessories. Suits, what? Oh, oh, there was a couple late submissions. Oh, beautiful. Uh, some accessories. We talked about that earlier, but we've got um, we've got the mouth, uh, which is a, a, a American like uh, you know how like basketball players wear that uh, shooting that, sleeve. The yeah. shooting sleeve. Well, mouth's got his shooting sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> and stars this and stripes. This yeah. one's stars and stripes. And then also in honor of the stars and stripes, the GVK, which is the America. Flag, American flag headband. Oh, love it! Uh, yeah. Most of the time, you're going to be the best looking headband in the house, but not always. Uh, GVK got shown up quite a bit at uh, the St. Louis tournament. Definitely yes. not the best headband in the house. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I didn't see any other emails come in while we were talking here. Good deal. You, and we've you got guys... Twins game here that uh, people are itching to watch. So uh, And we're at 45 minutes. Yeah, think, we gotta get uh, the hell out of here and start uh, bootlegging. I mean, uh, streaming this Twins game. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Darn uh, Sling and Directv and the Fox, Fox Sports, Sports North. Problems. Yeah, can't come to contractual agreements. But but it, but again, you know, uh, hope everyone has a great week uh, on Sunnywood. It's a fun course. Uh, events mode. Uh, you know, we made a, a couple little guesses, but I think that'll be a fun one. And then, as always, will. The mailbox is open. Submissions. If anyone would like to s- submit putters and or fly gear for purchase, again, got to make we're extending. Got to make incredible That's technologies fantastic. a little extra money. Uh, we are extending submissions uh, indefinitely. <laughs> Excellent. All right, I'm Will Sandstead. Tony Johnson here. Take care.